Thanks for watching our podcast. Here at Spear Consulting, our services include business strategy and human resources consulting. In HR, we offer executive search, executive coaching, and work psychology consulting. Please visit us at spiritmco.com, where we fulfill our clients' dreams virtuously. Enjoy your show. Welcome back to the Leading Virtuously podcast. So excited to have Rumaim on the podcast. Uh, first question out of the gun, who are you? Yeah, so I'm Romaine Samuels Bryant, as you mentioned, and um, from a business standpoint, I uh, have the pleasure of serving as Executive Director of Total Rewards at Unity Point Health. Uh, but on a more personal level, I am a woman of faith. Um, I am a licensed minister. I am a daughter. I am a wife and I am a leader. And I look to bring all of those things together. And so at any given moment in time, I am any in and all of those things. And from a, a balance perspective, a, a work-life balance perspective, you know, we hear so much about that. I'm an integration of, of all of that. So I would say that's who I am. Awesome. Thank you. So licensed minister, I don't, I don't think we've ever talked about that. Can you tell, tell us more about that? Uh, yeah. So um, a couple of years ago, so I'll start back from childhood, really. Um, from a very early age, I've known that um, there's been a calling upon my life hmm. um, in the sense of utilizing the gifts uh, that have been given to me by God to to share his word, um, share it through speaking, uh, share it through uh, singing, share it, share it really through just how I live my life. And um, having that uh, recognition or realization early on, it was something that scared me uh, hmm. in childhood. And so even into early um, adulthood. And so a couple of years ago, I really got to the point where it was very clear to me that it was something I couldn't run from any longer um, in terms of my calling. And I think because perhaps I was looking at my life more segmented, how do I be this and that and that, or, or that maybe it was more this or that or that. Hmm. And as I referenced earlier, it's really about integrating all of that. And so who I am first is a person of faith. And um, my relationship with God really then dictates what happens from there. And so it does mean that I can be a licensed minister and, and operate within a church, as well as be a business leader. And that really only adds to every other element of my life because each one I'm practicing based upon that calling. Hmm. So the, the question that I felt like that was just uh, ringing on my heart from what you were saying is mm -hmm. you mentioned that like, you know, early on that may have scared you. But, you know, some people may not understand what you mean by that. So can you maybe give an example of like specifically when you were younger, where you're like, I, I don't understand this calling on my life or like Absolutely. an example of how that kind of like made you. Yeah. 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 So I think as a child and even into a young adulthood, there were probably some, I'll say stereotypical thoughts I had around what it means to be a licensed minister, what it means to be a preacher. I grew up in a, a Baptist church. And so the idea of having to 
live your life differently, not just live your life differently in the sense of, of what the Bible calls us to do as being set apart, but um, in a very legalistic sense of you can't do this, you can't do that. And when I really looked at how I was living my life, it was already primarily, definitely not living in, in perfection, but primarily living according to the word of God. And I thought this, this is the one thing or the one area where I'm being disobedient, where he's saying, this is something that I'm calling you to do. And I think also being a woman and not seeing a lot of women in leadership positions, uh, positions in ministry, I think that frightened me a bit as well of what will people think and had to lay that aside as well. And really, again, focus more on what does God think and, and what does he want for me? And the importance of being obedient to him and not obedient um, out of, again, a legalistic mindset or out of fear, but out of love that's based upon who he is to me and all that he's done for me and that he's gifted me in this way that I should be using every gift that I have to his glory. And so coming to that um, realization and then really a couple of years ago, it just getting to the point where, quite honestly, it was just nagging at me that there's something inside of you that you're not releasing. And the only way that you're going to be content is to do that, is to publicly share. And, and so the, the way the process really went was, so I went to my pastor and shared with him, this is something that's been on my heart for some time. He wasn't surprised. He said, well, yeah, I, I can see that. So I'm glad that you see it now. Mm-hmm. And, and then it just it just really went from there. And so I've been blessed um, with opportunities ministry-wise. So um, probably even more so in this virtual environment that, that we're in where I'm able to, to teach online uh, through our church ministry. And I think this has also been a time where it's just been so important to be able to be an encourager to others. And so, again, just having that gifting has, has been so, so important and so meaningful. Is there is there a commonality that you find, um, as you mentioned, of like, uh, you know, just through the um, electronic ministry in that way that people like people. So is it so help me better understand, is it is that there like people uh, also come for like one on one ministry with them and like within a spouse or is it more of like teaching classes around different topics? Yeah, right now it's more of the latter. So um, on Sundays, instead of a traditional in-person worship service, it's kind of similar, but it's online. Um, so, you know, a sermon sometimes when a sermon on Sunday, on Wednesdays, actually just yesterday, taught Bible study online, um, have posted some uh, videos on Facebook, just providing encouraging messages. Mm-hmm. And um, also through, we have a prayer line where, where folks can call in for, for encouraging words or just for prayer. And so that's something that we've used as well. So I haven't been able to so far um, use an online platform for more of a counseling um, platform. I mean, that's something I think will probably be helpful as well, uh, but mainly focusing on teaching right now. Got it. Okay. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah. So, so uh, yeah, so so Rumaim, can you tell us a little bit about how you got to the uh, now switching back on to the to the the work that you do within healthcare? Yeah. How did you get to the leadership position that you're in today? Sure. 
So kind of starting out with uh, the early years there of my career. So I started out, um, grew up in uh, South Carolina, Georgia area. I say I kind of grew up on the, on the border there in the Augusta, Georgia area. Started out in compensation in healthcare and a healthcare organization there and was really blessed um, pretty early on with the opportunity to move from being an analyst, a compensation analyst into a leadership role. And it really was about being at the right place at the right time. And don't take that for granted at all. Don't feel like that was an accident. You know, really felt like that was God placing me there at the right time where we were building a compensation structure. So the organization, it was um, or is an academic medical center in Augusta, Georgia. Um, they were splitting into two separate entities, so they being the university or academic side and more the health system hospital side. Compensation leadership was needed on the hospital health system side as we were building a new compensation structure. I was about um, a year, year and a half into my time as a compensation analyst there and was tapped to begin leading the compensation program at that point, 25 years old. So, you know, still very young and very new in my career. And that's why I knew it had to be God to put me there yeah. at that right time uh, to begin my journey in leadership formally. So from there, I uh, really began to grow up in HR um, and ended up staying there for a total of 13 years. Um, as and by the time I left there, was serving as director of compensation and performance management. Um, I then spent a year at Clemson University, uh, which happened to be my alma mater. I spent a year working in HR there and got a chance to branch out a bit more uh, into HR. So recruitment, uh, all of total rewards, HRIS. Um, from there, then decided I really want to get back into healthcare. I really think that's where I belong professionally. That then took me to uh, Mississippi, uh, University of Mississippi Medical Center served as director of comp and benefits there and spent uh, almost three years there. And then while I was there, um, I got married and my husband was still in the Augusta area and also was just noticing um, the aging of my parents who were also in the Augusta area. So that created the desire to get back closer uh, to the Augusta area. That then took me to my last position, uh, which was in Macon, Georgia at Navicent Health and served as director of HR services there, and then ultimately got to a point where I was ready to, to make another transition and um, had a search firm reach out to me in regards to uh, this current opportunity, which is headquartered in Iowa. And so as I began learning more about it, reading the job description and talking to the recruiter, I thought, well, gosh, this opportunity looks great but it's in Iowa and I really want to be closer to, to family. That's kind of the objective here. And I continued to have just this prompting of, you should continue to go through with the process. So initially the, the point was, or the thought was that the position would be located uh, physically in Des Moines, but there just continued to be this thought of, like go through with the process. And I really believe that was the Holy Spirit saying, just go. I know something that you don't know. So just keep going. Just keep going. And so I continued, continued through the interview process. And as we neared the end of the process, 
just ask the question to the person who's now my leader. So tell me, what are you thinking about relocation? With my assumption still being that he was going to say, well, you know, need you to relocate to Des Moines within uh, X amount of time. And, and so, of course, this was last year. So, you know, already in the midst of the pandemic. And I think, you know, although obviously there has been um, so much pain during the pandemic, um, this was definitely one of the blessings of it that um, not only for me, but I'm sure for others, it's put us in a position to recognize there is an opportunity for us as leaders and, and team members to work successfully uh, remotely. And so uh, because my leader by that point had seen that happen uh, with others in the organization, he said, well, um, I could see you working remotely on a permanent basis as long as you are willing to fly into, uh, you know, what things are safe uh, in terms of the pandemic, as long as you're willing to fly in from time to time, I can see you working uh, permanently you know, from Georgia or you know, wherever you need to be. And I thought, thank you, God, that's exactly what I need to hear. So now this checks all the boxes. And, and that's how it went. And so started in that opportunity uh, mid-September of last year. And it has been a lot of work, um, but um, it's, it's a great challenge and definitely feels like a great fit for me. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's so good. I had two follow-up questions. You had mentioned like, during that process and journey, you felt like the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Maybe some people don't understand what that means like. So I'd like you to kind of comment on that. But I also wanted you to comment on um, just kind of like thinking about, uh, you know, your experience in in total rewards and like what you know functionally um, about like total rewards that like you could give as as kind of like tidbits and and help for other organizations that that uh, you know for people that have never spent their career, like understanding that, like really diving deep into that sure. thing, as like a subject matter expert that you could help other people better understand. Sure, absolutely. So on the first question, as it relates to the Holy Spirit, um, so I'll say step one, um, that comes through a relationship with Jesus. Hmm. And, um, and so that uh, fortunately something for me that I established as a child. And so, with the Holy Spirit, um, he doesn't necessarily speak loudly. Um, and so it's really about um, being in tune with God to recognize when that's happening. And the best way to, to be in tune with him is through spending time reading his word, the Bible, spending time praying, and and not only praying in the sense of telling him or asking him for, for what you want, what you need, um, but also um, just having some quiet time to be able to to listen. And again, it may not necessarily be that you're hearing things audibly um, as, as one would hear, like we're speaking today, but often thoughts will come to you and it takes some testing over time to really understand, you know, is this the Holy Spirit speaking or is this just my mind telling me something? Um, but over time and, and testing of that and lining it up with, okay, this is consistent with what the Bible says, then you begin to understand when you're getting those promptings from the Holy Spirit. And, and it kind of goes back to what I was talking about as far as recognizing a calling into ministry that over time, I'm hearing the same message over and over again. 
and reconciling that with, is that consistent with God's word? Well, yeah, that's, that's what's really happening here. Mm. Um, but so before you, yeah, before you yeah. dive into the second question, I just wanted to comment on that. Um, sure. You said like, you know, it's kind of like a, it can be a quiet voice. I feel like sometimes, yes, oftentimes it's like that. And then sometimes it can be like a earth shattering change in your life. That's true, true. And then you, yeah. you know, you kind of like, as you continue to lean into prayer with that, that you start to recognize like, yes, this might on the surface look like something that I should be struggling with or mm-hmm. like about or angry about but i have all this peace on my heart yeah yeah like, okay well i guess yeah, maybe yeah. This, this is something that is a journey that i need to stop fighting and to let go and to to go with the flow so absolutely so. yeah i'm glad you mentioned peace that is definitely a critical component that i've learned that to your point even when it's something that's difficult or challenging but when you have peace about it that for me is like that complete confirmation of okay yes this is the thing i'm supposed to be doing yeah Great. So now, yeah, then into the total rewards piece. Yeah. So um, total rewards. So the the full picture of really what that involves would be compensation. So, um, and sometimes people think compensation and payroll are kind of the same thing, but not quite. So compensation in the sense of the theory around determining how much and even how someone should be paid relative to market. So compensation benefits, which can include everything from uh, health insurance, bill insurance, you know, life and disability, retirement. Those are more of the traditional pieces um, that we think of sort of within the total reward, uh, total rewards realm, compensation benefits. But then it really goes beyond that to think about what are all of the things that I am receiving as a reward for being an employee of this particular organization? And so it goes just beyond the pay and benefits in the sense of things like wellness and, and well-being, really. So what does, so, you know, talk a little bit about work-life balance or maybe more work-life integration. What does this organization offer in that regard? And so that could include in a more formal basis paid time off. Um, but it may also include um, encouraging uh, volunteer services and, and being rewarded for that. Is this an opportunity uh, or is this an organization that's encouraging me to look for opportunities to give back to the community in which I work? Um, so all of that is really um, sort of all-encompassing um, from a total rewards perspective. And so I've noticed over the years, so being in, in that profession for a while, how it's sort of gone from the lingo being total compensation, you know, just thinking more about the pay and benefits to total rewards. What is the full package uh, beyond just pay and benefits that I'm being offered as an employee? Got it. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. And yeah, yeah that, that's helpful to kind of, you know, for people that aren't in that space to really get a, right. a deep understanding of your functional background too. So, Rumaine, where has virtue and business intersected for you within your career? Yeah. So the word that comes to mind is integrity. And there have been opportunities where, or instances, I don't know if I would call them opportunities, but instances where the question is posed, whether it be internally within myself or or even uh, from another leader of, what's the right thing to do versus what's the thing that's most likely to get you ahead career-wise. 
And when those two things are different, then it's choosing the right thing. Mm. And, you know, at times it, it may be tempting. Um, politics can, can sometimes come into play, certainly in business and, and not just think about, you know, national and world types of politics, but just the internal politics and in organization. Um, I generally don't get into that, really don't understand it. And just really try to focus more on what is my heart guiding me to do as the right thing and not necessarily what's going to get me ahead. Mm-hmm. And with that, I think what helps to um, give me peace about proceeding that way is understanding that my promotion, whether that be a physical promotion in terms of a new job title, higher salary, et cetera, but my promotion in life, my success comes from pleasing God. And so if I'm making a decision that's not um, aligned with what he would have me to do, and if I just don't feel right about it, then regardless of what it appears, um, it may do to help me get ahead, then I'm just not comfortable with it. And so again, it just comes down to to integrity. I mean, I remember somebody saying to me um, a few years ago in terms of just trying to counsel me career-wise, well, sometimes you just got to play the game. And I thought, and I said to the person, I don't really understand the rules to the game and I don't really want to. Because I just want to be true to who I am. And and that's the only way that I feel like I can be successful. God created me to be me. So when I'm trying to be anybody else, that's just not going to work. But when I'm being true to who he created me to be, then I know I'm going to be successful. I can be the very best me in the world and and can't be anybody else. But I know I can be an expert at being me. Mm. So... Can you maybe help break down? I know you mentioned like you gave that one example where that, you know, a colleague was saying, well, just play the game. But like and maybe not in that example, but can you give an example where you were feeling like, you know, it was totally self-centered decision versus like one that required you to look at kind of like other people and choosing a, a more loving approach? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it comes um comes down to when I'm leading individuals. So it could be that maybe someone makes a mistake. I mean, we you know all make mistakes um, from time to time in our roles. And it could be easy to say, well, you know, this thing happened because um, a particular team member who reports to me, they did it. So that person didn't do what they were supposed to do. And, and that's why we have, you know, whatever issue. But the approach that I choose and have chosen in situations like that. As a leader, if something on my team happens, good or bad, success or failure, then I take ownership for that. And and so there have been instances where I would, I don't know if cover is the right word because it's not covering the sense of trying to keep it secret, but um, take accountability and ownership for mistakes that happen with my team. So, you know, definitely not throwing that person under the bus, but saying this is something that, that happened on my team. I'm responsible. Honestly, you're not supposed to like just blame other people. And then, <laughs> I'm, you know, this is your issue. This is not my issue. <laughs> I've seen that happen. 
I have seen that happen, but no, that's, that's definitely not the way to lead. And, and so what happens next time that person or, or maybe, you know, anyone else on the team makes a mistake, then maybe they do try to cover them and then things get worse and they're not learning from it and, and you're not building a good relationship with your, uh, with your team members and those that report to you. So, um, as a leader, I mean, that can be tough at times, but you have a responsibility for those that you lead. And that includes helping them with their mistakes and not throwing them on the bus when it happens, but just uh, under the bus when that happens, but just helping them to improve. Uh, absolutely. I love that. Well, thank you for the, the example and, and drilling down into that too. Uh, sure. I was, I don't know if I've ever finished the book, but there was a, a book by, I think he was a, a Marine or some branch of the military about uh, full accountability. And yeah, I love that of, you know, that lesson that when as a leader, you are responsible for both all the successes and all yeah. the failures. And the yeah. sooner you can beat that into yourself, the easier it's going to be for leading and guiding people. Um, and yeah, so, so thank you. That's beautiful. Um, so uh, Remain, what leadership principle are you working on right now? Because you know, uh, like in our journey, you know, we're, we're, we're continually having the opportunity to improve and, and to grow and develop. And, and I, I think you might be the first person to admit that, you know, we don't always have all the answers in life. So, so it is, it is a, you know, we, we go through these, these peaks and valleys and seasons of growth. And so, yeah, just kind of curious about like in, in your own leadership walk right now, what have you been what, what have you been uh, personally working on? Yeah. So kind of related to that, I think it is um, continuing to allow myself to be vulnerable um, in the sense of um, being completely transparent um, as much as appropriate. I mean, because sometimes they're just for business reasons that you can't always share, but as much as possible being completely transparent. And also just not being afraid to, to ask for help. And I think particularly being in a new role right now, there's an opportunity for, for me to definitely work on that because there's a, you know, a lot that I'm having to learn and having to rely on, on others in many cases to, to help me, you know, just understand a lot of this, what's happening. One especially too. I mean, it's one thing to be in a new position, but to be in a new position yeah. where you're halfway across a, a you know, a country. For that's the right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I would say that's probably the, the biggest one right now where um, I'm definitely being forced. And that's honestly something I've struggled with in the past where, you know, I want to think I can do it all. And just have to remind myself, no, you, you can't. There's a reason why you have a team and peers around you. And it's okay to ask for help sometimes. So continue to work on that one. Excellent. Well, well thank you for sharing. And uh, every single time that we connect, I feel like I, I learn so much and I, I get so inspired uh, by your walk. So thank you for all the ways that, you know, you were vulnerable today and, and shared about your own life. How can people get a hold of the work that you're doing and uh, maybe you personally as well? Sure. So um, as a leader at Unity Point Health, I'll share um, our website address there, unitypointhealth.org. And then I am also on LinkedIn. So remain Samuels Bryant there. Um, also have a Facebook page where um, I share more of my personal information. Some of the videos I've mentioned, like Bible study videos, that kind of thing, those are there. So those would be the best ways. 
Great. And we will include them in the show uh, notes as well for people. And uh, no, this has been so wonderful to uh, to be able to connect on the podcast. Yeah, the journey, and and I thank you so much for for you know for serving this way as well, Rumi. Thank you, Chris. Well, I appreciate that you have created this platform for for leaders to share, and particularly leaders to share virtuously and virtually in terms of um, who they are and how we can really enrich each other to become better leaders. So, thank you for that. Yeah, the virtual, virtuously podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, you're so good. And uh, thank you so much again. And I'm sure we'll continue the dialogue soon. Yes. Thank you, Chris. Hey, Chris here. Hope you enjoyed the episode where we discussed all things going bald. (laughs) Just joking. The Leading Virtuously podcast. If you enjoyed the episode and the podcast, will you please subscribe on YouTube or Apple Podcasts or Spotify? Or you could also share it with a friend. That would be tubular. I hope you have an awesome day.